Hi, it's Jeff Farley at the Otisville Mount Hope Presbyterian Church and our weekly podcast, Today's Word, from our weekly sermon. If after listening to today's recording, you have questions or would like to know more, please contact us at our email address or check us out at our website, www.otisvillepress.org. Today we're talking about seeing sin, and uh, it's from Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 to 24. The snake was sneakier than any of the other wild animals that the Lord God had made. One day it came to the woman and asked, Did God tell you not to eat from the fruit of any tree in the garden? The woman answered, God said we could eat fruit from any tree in the garden except the one in the middle. He told us not to eat the fruit from that tree or even touch it. If we do, we will die. No, you won't, the snake replied. God understands what will happen on the day you eat the fruit from that tree. You will see what you have done, and you will know the difference between right and wrong, just as God does. The woman stared at the fruit. It looked beautiful and tasty. She wanted the wisdom that it would give her, and she ate some of the fruit. Her husband was there with her, so she gave some to him, and he ate it too. Right away, they saw what they had done, and they realized they were naked. Then they sewed fig leaves together to make something to cover themselves. Late in the afternoon, a breeze began to blow, and the man and the woman heard the Lord walking in the garden. They were frightened and hid behind some trees. The Lord called out to the man and asked, Where are you? The man answered, I was naked, and when I heard you walking through the garden, I was frightened and hid. How did you know you were naked? God asked. Did you eat any fruit from that tree in the middle of the garden? It was the woman you put here with me, the man said. She gave me some of the fruit and I ate it. The Lord God then asked the woman, what have you done? Well, the snake tricked me, she answered, and I ate some of the fruit. So the Lord said to the snake, because of what you've done, you will be the only animal to suffer this curse. For as long as you live, you will crawl on your stomach and eat dirt. You and this woman will hate each other. Your descendants and hers will always be enemies. One of hers will strike you on the head and you will strike him on the heel. Then the Lord said to the woman, you will suffer terribly when you give birth, but you will still desire your husband and he will rule over you. The Lord said to the man, you listened to your wife and ate fruit from that tree. And so the ground will be under a curse because of what you did. As long as you live, you will have to struggle to grow enough food. Your food will be plants, but the ground will produce thorns and thistles. You will have to sweat to earn a living. You are made out of soil and you will once again turn into soil. The man Adam named his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all who live. Then the Lord God made clothes out of animal skins for the man and his wife. The Lord said, These people now know the difference between right and wrong, just as we do, but they must not be allowed to eat fruit from the tree that lets them live forever. So the Lord God sent them out of the Garden of Eden, where they would have to work the ground from which the man had been made. Then God put winged creatures at the entrance to the garden, and a flaming, flashing sword to guard the way to the life-giving tree. So perhaps some of you have heard that the 16th century Catholic monk and later reformer who started what is known as the Lutheran Church once said, sin boldly. 
course, he didn't mean that we should sin more or sin in more creative ways, nor did he mean that we should sin more so that God would be able to forgive us more. Romans chapter 6 verse 1 kind of deals with that. Rather, Luther was advocating that if we were going to sin anyway, if sin and rebellion against God is quite frankly part of our fallen nature, then we should be quite forthright in owning it. We should be bold in taking responsibility to match the boldness with which God's forgiveness is offered. Don't be like Adam and Eve right here in today's scripture and not take responsibility or shift the blame. Name it, claim it, and then move on to dealing with it. To be clear, sin is the abandonment of God's wonderful creation for something less satisfying and less fulfilling, and ultimately cause for separation from God himself. Remarkably, though, sin also creates the need for and the establishment of a pathway for redemption and restoration. So for us specifically, it helps us understand our own worship. Because in order to understand our traditional worship service, which is based in the Reformed and Presbyterian practice of confessing our sins at each worship service, we first have to come to a clear understanding of what we are confessing, that we, like Adam and Eve, are sinners. And while most of us are pretty good at finding the small sins, that is, stealing someone else's lunch out of the work refrigerator, or eating all your kids' Halloween candy, or something like that, we're often not very good at all at understanding how sin is ultimately about rejecting God as God. To understand sin and its huge impact on us, we must understand the cost and consequences of Adam and Eve's rejecting of God's authority, God's provision, and God's love when they chose to eat the fruit. We subtly, and sometimes not so subtly at all, set ourselves up individually and as communities to be authorities in our own right, in opposition to God's authority. We choose to make rules that benefit only some of God's children, not all of them. We exclude some, we hurt some, we ostracize some, because unlike God, we do not have the distance outside of human existence to be fair to all, even when that may be our broken desire. We set aside God's provision, as the snake suggested Eve do, eating the fruit that was not for humanity. We chose to provide for ourselves, even when that meant that we have chosen poorly. And we pushed away God's love, knowing full well that God's love is perfect, and God's intentions are only for our health and growth, and choose our own ways even when we know full well they are selfish and harmful. It is the human condition. Indeed, it has existed since chapter 3 of Genesis, but it is also the bane of our existence because, as Genesis explains, it has adversely affected everything we do, we think, and we are. Rejecting God's authority, provision, and love has resulted in a humanity that is stunted, greedy, arrogant, self-centered, scared, lonely, angry, and lost. Yet instead of returning to God to seek healing, we act like Adam and Eve, explaining away our hiding from God, our willingness to admit our sin, and our failure to seek God's love. We've chosen the more difficult pathway. 
But even in the midst of the sorrow and sadness our rebellion causes, God is still seeking out our restoration and has provided a way back into a healthy relationship through Christ. We can confess our sins. We can repent, that is, change our ways, and we can choose to repair the damage we have caused to ourselves, to others, and to creation. But for that to happen, we first have to see our sin, individual and corporate, and name it. So today we begin a journey to first see sin, then confess our failure, then repent and change, then repair the damage we have caused by ourselves, by ourselves and as a community. God has promised help and has provided it in the person of Jesus Christ. Are you ready for this journey? God be with us all. Amen. Friends, this is the end of our podcast for today. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope uh, that you'll tune in again soon.